Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Hello and welcome to the More in Japan podcast. Probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, how the devil are you doing? What's going down? Oh, loads of stuff. I'm up, down, left, right. I'm the Konami code, mate. A, B, whatever. <laughs> very good, I'm good, very good. I'm, uh, I'm just getting through bits and bobs. Uh, my partner has gone away for a week, so I am very much rolling around the house like uh, Risky Business Tom Cruise. And, was it Tom Cruise and Risky Business where he slides it around is. the house? Yes. I think that was the reference. These references, honestly, I... I don't watch a lot of films, and I've certainly not watched that many 80s films, uh, but Risky Business is very much in my vernacular, very much in my, uh, very much in my oeuvre. I've never even seen Risky Business, but it's been parodied so much that I know the exact scene where he, like, skids in. I'm picturing more like a Home Alone scenario with you, where you're going to, like, rig up the house with lots of booby traps... (laughs) So Joe Pesci can't break in and that's, that's uh, me, steal things. That's me just um, making booby traps, traps on myself by doing bad DIY. A lot of the lights just flash on and off randomly. <laughs> I've got LED lights. I don't know what I don't know what happened, but they just turn off sometimes. I put new dimmers in there and I wire them up all right. I'm sure I did, but oh, they sometimes turn off. Don't be an electrician anytime soon, Pete. Pete's no. dodgy electric. Where did you buy them from? They sound phenomenally cheap and dodgy. What, dimmers? <laughs> no, it's just dimmer switches. They were expensive, oh, right. like 40, 50 quid, because you've got to get special... Yeah. If you're in an old house and they've installed dimmer switches, but now LEDs have come in and you put LEDs mm. everywhere, um, the old dimmers can't handle the, the lower voltages of the, of the uh, LED lights. So there you go. Bit of electronics knowledge there for you viewers, but also, no even better than Pete's brand new dimmer switches, I'm going to be back in the, in the UK with my new haircut Yay! next week Woo! in one week's time. Can't the believe prodigal it. son returns with Let's new not hair. Let's too excited. With my new hair, I'm going to take the country by storm. It's going to be very <laughs> anticlimactic. Uh, just arriving, I, you know. I, I I wish there was like a like a party, but it won't. I'll come out. There'll be like a man there who, who's telling me to hurry up and just get out of the airport. I'll have to shuffle <laughs> out really fast. I'll probably get a sausage roll from Greg's, <laughs> and that'll be it. Job done. But like, it'll be. Going from like night and day because I'll be going from Narita Airport, I think, or Haneda, and yeah. you know Japanese airports are kind of empty at the moment. The international terminal ones, anyway, yeah. are still kind of like just 
abandoned. And then I'll be arriving at, in London, and um, you know, from what, I, what it sounds like, it's just normal there. Eh? It's just kind of normal airport, right? You've, you've been passing through the airports. They they just feel like Heathrow, a yeah. Normal. I was at uh, I was at Luton Airport last weekend, and that was phenomenally busy, as it always is. And uh, yeah, Heathrow's very very busy as well. I, 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 I took a part mm. of the airport yesterday. Yeah, it's it's all. Uh, it's all as it was, really. But obviously, the the, the eastern boards, the 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 Koreas, the Chinas, mm. the China flights don't really exist. I, I was kind of interested to sort of see because you know you were concerned about the fact that you were going to have to fly for like nineteen hours and change in in different places. Yeah. If you choose a Japanese carrier, is that the case? Can they fly over Russia? No, no, they oh. can't. So you're there still are... having to sort of wait somewhere and and, and change and, and go somewhere else. Yeah, I'm going to change somewhere. I think it's uh, Hamburg, maybe, or somewhere in Germany. But like, uh, right, okay. Yeah, you can't fly over over Russia. There are there's a few airlines that do. I'm not sure if Korean Airlines. Korean Airlines are still, do. Yeah, check that out. Yeah, yeah. Um, not should, have, Air, should have done not, that. Not Air Korea. Is that Air Korea is the northern, uh, the north? Uh, no, it's Korean Korean, Korean Airlines. Yeah, Korean Airlines. Yeah, they're they're allowed to fly over. I think anyone who's sort of, I think he sort of imposed a no fly on. People, who, it was just a tit for tat, really, because obviously yeah, um, a lot of the West stopped stopped them from from flying there. Um, so yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a big old country, Russia, isn't it? You, you kind of forget, you do forget. Well, I mean, it's taken the the flight time from like eleven hours to I think yeah. fifteen or sixteen. It sucks. Like right. I, I hate flying. The flight time between because I've done the flight route quite a few times now. Traveling between Japan and the UK actually doesn't feel that long. Like it's quite mm. bearable. Now I've got to go over like China, Mongolia, Kazakhstan, Tajikistan, to Kyrgyzstan, everything with Stan in, and then over Georgia, and then I've got to sort of skirt around the south of the, is it the Caspian Sea or the Black right. Sea, and then up through Turkey. So I'm going to go over like every country ever <laughs> in Asia. It's going to be a real adventure, but I'll probably be yeah. hopefully asleep for it. Going to take the, lots um, of drugs. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> take lots of drugs and go to sleep. The um. Yeah, because cause I've weirdly done the... Are you flying with, um, uh, is it K, KLM, uh, the, the the Dutch carrier, or, or a culture uh, on that? Because I yeah. have done the Frankfurt... I've changed in Frankfurt before. I've changed in Amsterdam, I want to say. Um, and also I've flown from Charles de Gaulle as well. So, like, I, mm. I've done that route because I get a really, really cheap business class flight. So I've done that route before simply because <laughs> of that. Um, Life so hacks Dawson. Not, it's not too bad because you can get off, have a cup of tea, think about leaving the ass. No, have a cup of tea at, uh, at, at Frankfurt or whatever and just sort of get back mm. on the time a little bit. And then after, and then it's only like a couple of hours or an hour, hour and 20 to get to uh, to where you need to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You'll I be mean, fine. You'll probably I'll fly to City I'll, Airport. I'll be, I'll be doing the whole thing on a private jet, but I'll in Japan... <laughs> Is airline. about like five percent of the way yeah. to getting to that point. <laughs> Who knows? Never, never rule it out. One day, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of dreading the flight, but looking forward to coming home and uh, and seeing the UK and seeing Chris, what's going on your there. Your entire life is just editing, 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 and sitting in your little room having a little cry and eating chicken. <laughs> so I think that thirteen, fifteen hours off where you can't do fuck all is uh, is a boon. Enjoy it. Watch some films. Chill out. Have a Bloody Mary. I wish I could. I think I'll probably be editing Jenny across Japan, to be honest. Or I Chris. say I will. I'll, I'll, I'll sit there and have my Bloody Mary. Peace. Who likes a Bloody Mary? <laughs> Who drinks like tomato Mary. juice? It's What's the perfect boozy drink for a plane because it is uh, nourishing. It is kind of good <laughs> is it, for you. 
It's got some. Mm. Lo- it's, it's got. It's like drinking hot ragu if you if you put enough uh, Tabasco mm. in there. Uh, and it's and it's and it's it's kind of rehydrating because obviously vodka uh, does you in that that way. I had. Um, <laughs> I came. I came on from. Uh, where did I come home from? I was in Milan over the weekend. I had a lovely time. Of course you were. I came, Bloody I came lucky bastard. Well, he's not in the Bahamas flying. Or, or Italy. <laughs> he, what, unbelievable. What were you doing in Milan? I was in Paris. I was in Paris the week before, and I was in God Milan this weekend. Um, yeah, just, just seeing some mates, really. Uh, it, I, I think I was the only one who came back unscathed, really, because my one mate fell over and broke his wrist, <laughs> and he's going to need an operation. Oh, God, shit. One fella got covid and the other fella got, uh, and another fella came home to find out that he'd had his identity stolen, and someone had stolen no. uh, three. Had, had got a credit card out to the tune of three thousand pounds. So I am waiting for maybe these things oh, come oh. in threes. Maybe I'm due a fall. I don't know. Bloody yet. hell! Did his Terrible. identity get stolen in Milan while there? No, no. I think I think uh, very much. Someone gained access to his personal mailbox at home and uh, oh God. sent a few cards his way. Interesting dear, how they do it, though, isn't it? I've got to do one thing before I go back to the UK. I've got to redo my driver's license in Japan. Right, when you get a driver's license in the UK, you've got a driver's license and you live happily ever after. Ever after. But in Japan, every like three years, you have to go in, redo the whole thing, and then you have to sit through like a two hour seminar and watch some really shite video from like the 1960s. Like, why not to crash a car? And it's like, wear your seatbelt, drive Honestly, slowly. And it's just the thing, it's endless. The thing about we talk about like the Japanese like living long, fruitful lives because like they're they're really healthy and stuff. They've got to live those lives because they just waste so much time filling in forms and doing shit like that. It's true. It's true. And then they <laughs> crash anyway because everyone's ninety five years old. Like we've talked about it before, right? Like how while it's a pretty safe country for driving, like because the population's so old, there's, there yeah. are a lot of accidents. And I've nearly died at the hands of an elderly driver at least three times in the last five years. So. So they should be the ones in there, not me. I can drive perfectly well. Thank you. Send in the elderly. Make them do the test again. Get them driving around <laughs> in circles, not me. So I've got to do yeah. that, and that sucks, and I'm annoyed about that. Other than that, I'm very happy, as I always am. <laughs> We've got a story this week. Happy. You sound <laughs> miserable this week. I'm the happiest boy. I'm so happy. <laughs> um, <laughs> We've got a story here from Dominic from Deutschland. He says, hi, Ooh. catastrophic Chris and prophetic prophetic not pathetic pete uh my name is dominic i'm a british tattoo artist who's currently living in germany in 2019 myself and my friend uh vishal had three weeks of escapades around honshu japan i'd planned two guided tours before arriving because they seemed like a fun time one being a tour of a hidden path at the back of the fushimi Inari shrines in kyoto and the other being a bar hopping tour on Halloween night in Osaka. On the first tour, which ended up being a treacherous hike up a mountain, my friend got chatting to our guide, who confessed he was having an extremely hard time finding love. What? He showed my friend (laughs) a variety of dating apps in which he had had no luck whatsoever. Jumped to Halloween night in Osaka, 8pm. We imagine ourselves meeting with a big group ready for a night of bar hopping and having a great time. We arrive and find it will be just the two of us and our tour guide. Oh no. As we get chatting to our tour guide, let's call him Tucker, uh, (laughs) he also expressed his difficulty in speaking to women, despite being a good-looking Japanese man. I asked Taka a few personal questions, and it seems it's the fear of failure that's holding him back. I then proceed to give him a TED Talk in how to approach women. Uh, He took our phone numbers and said that maybe later he would invite us to a club that he was going to with some of his friends. We take (laughs) off into the night and 
proceed to regretfully fall asleep. Next morning at 9am, we wake up to see many notifications on our phones. It seems at 12am, we had been called multiple times and we didn't wake up. We then check our messages. Tucker had sent us a message that read along the lines of, Thank you so much. Your advice really did work. I met two French girls at the club. It went very well. Winky smiley face. I I still feel a grand sense of achievement to this day, but I'm baffled. Was it just a coincidence that both our tour guides had the same problem? Or do do you think the tour company only hires men who are terrible with women? Uh, Or is this just a problem (laughs) deep-rooted in Japanese society? Where do you think it stems from? All the best guys, Dominic from Deutschland or in Deutschland. that's I I don't know. I, maybe it's just, tour guides are usually quite sociable, good people mm. uh, in Jap- in Japan, right? They need to be mm. to get the job done. So I think it was just luck, bad luck, or good luck, however way you, you, you spin it. What do you yeah. reckon, Pete? I mean, you make I Tucker? can't believe you kind of sacked off the the tour guide who was going to take you to a nightclub um, and just went to, went to bed for a bit. <laughs> just had a I know, right? Snooze. But while you slept, so many magical romantic things were happening. It's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if Dominic and uh, Vishal had gone, would Taka have hit the gold mine? Would he have met two French girls at the club? Yes, if he distracted them. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe the tour guide was just sort of going, I've, look, I've, I've struck out here. I've had a terrible time. <laughs> I mean, I want to know what this TED talk was in how to approach mm. women. What What would you do? Yeah, what's your how secret? would you approach a woman? What's what your you secret, do? fella? Just. <laughs> Just, hey, um, because uh, you're approaching um, French people, I suppose, aren't you? you you got to talk about the things they like. Uh, what do rioting, French people like? Um, uh, truck, trucker blockheads um, uh, and delicious food. Very good, very good. I, uh, yeah, if you, if, you, if you listen to this, Dominic, send up a follow-up follow email yeah. and let us know what this advice was, what this TED uh-huh. Talk knowledge was, because yeah. I'm, uh, I'm keen to know. But well done. What we need. You made what a, we need. We need it. You made a tour guide a very happy man. But what is the news this week, Mr. Dawson? What's going on in Japan? What you got? Ew. Well, uh, it's it's a big one. <laughs> it's a big one, Chris. Uh, <laughs> a Japanese woman has received some beef croquettes after waiting nine years for the beef croquettes, Chris. Beef croquettes? Yeah. Like the potato so, things. Potato yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, like potato. Yeah, they're kind of like. Uh, is it tater tots? They're kind of like. Uh, tater tots are just potato, aren't they? But like. Croquettes. Yeah. Just, you know, it's, it's like a little. Uh, breaded, fritter, breaded potato. Like a, yeah, yeah, it's like, a, like shredded potato mixed in with some kind of cheese or chicken or beef, whatever. Um, Did you say nine yeah, years, uh, though? Nine, nine years. years. Nine years. Uh, for, there's, a bit, there's been a, basically a, a backlog for something called Kwame uh, croquettes. Uh, Hyogo, the prefecture where uh, prefecture when where, where, where Kobe is located, is pretty famous for its beef, uh, and Asahiya is a very special place inside uh, Kobe. And um, basically, th- th- there's a, there's a butcher shop uh, that was founded back in 1926, uh, is especially adored for these special beef croquettes. And you got to put yourself on a big waiting list for these beef croquettes. <laughs> now, like a lot of food in Japan. So they don't really get the supply and demand thing. They don't seem to think the supply part is important, <laughs> even when there's a massive demand. Nobody, I, I can't imagine how many billionaires could have been made in, in Japan, but they're just like, no, we want this to be exclusive. We need we ten want to be croquettes. assholes about it. We want our, our, our potato and beef croquettes. And, uh, yeah, this woman basically 
put her name on the list, put an order in for croquettes with a seven-and-a-half-year wait. Uh, no. That was back in, in tw- 2013. Uh, but she's actually been waiting for, for, for nine years. Uh, she moved from her hometown to Tokyo. She's been married twice since she ordered the big croquettes. <laughs> Uh, and now she's, uh, yeah, now she's uh, kind of, uh, now she's got a beef croquettes. Uh, the minimum order size for the croquettes is five pieces, uh, but she actually ordered uh, ordered a few more. Uh, she paid $22 for five croquettes. $22. So you can buy, so the minimum you're going to pay is $22 for five croquettes. And it's Corby beef and it's very, very nice and stuff. But I, I mean, I'm hoping that they were cooked fresh. And went straight to oh. her, and and she hasn't actually been waiting for really, really old croquettes that've been in the freezer. But uh, yeah, an astonishing story. Uh, that woman really wanted her croquettes, and I hope her and her new husband <laughs> bloody hell. Uh, enjoy them. And there's a waiting time. I've just read there's a waiting time right for these croquettes yep. for thirty years now. So if you want to get thirty the... years now, probably, so if you order dead them now, you won't get them till twenty fifty two. <laughs> my, they, they would just be. They would just arrive and be placed on my coffin before I get like, hoisted yeah, underground. Yeah, they, they just go, Pete. You can't eat these. Uh, you, you know why? Because we've taken <laughs> all your veins out because we're furred up with fat. You can't have them. Oh I mean, no! <laughs> I mean, that is just mind-boggling. It ordered in 2013. That was like one year after I'd been in Japan. The day she <laughs> ordered them was like the day I climbed Mount Fuji, which to me feels yeah. like a lifetime ago. You just forget <laughs> you ordered it, surely. Unless you had it like on your calendar every year, you like waited one more year, but like you'd forget, and then one day a, a box would arrive with some b- potato croquettes. Nothing about this is normal. Nothing no, about this makes no. sense. Why does it take <laughs> so long? Did it explain like? Do, do you know why it took so long? No, I mean it's just it just kind of like they they basically are a bit arsy about it, uh, and uh, yeah, they they just um, they just don't want people to have their croquettes quickly. I do believe. <laughs> Apparently, they're only by mail. That you can only get these croquettes by mail order, uh, so you can't line up in front of the shop. Thank God, <laughs> nine-year wait, uh, and they make <laughs> batches of two hundred each day, and then mm. they get dispatched around Corbett. So they must be good. <laughs> they must be good. I'm tempted to try it myself. I do love a good potato croquet. You can get them at Family Mart, yeah. uh, and they're pretty good there. And you don't have to wait <laughs> nine years. No, so it's Ugh. just. People love that sort of the idea of limited amounts here. You make fun of the yeah. old supply and demand of Japan, which makes you know it's ridiculous. They, I think they, they, could, they could, to... could open up the that that envelope a little bit to sort of give us a bit, <laughs> just a bit more, just have five years more for crying out loud. Five years would be would be reasonable at this point. But yeah, they love that sort of exclusivity, don't they? They have the yeah. a really big deal in Japan. Like we we have it in the UK and whatnot, but, like, they really take it to extremes here. They love it, the idea of mm. having, like, a special flavour of crisps for only, like, one yeah. week, and they'll, like, give it all the time. <laughs> this is, like, the most extreme form of that. But uh, if you want to try them, Kiwami Croquettes, K-I-W-A-M-I. Yeah. I've never heard of them. I don't know anybody that's had them, but the photos of them do look quite good. The question is, are they in. worth the wait? I'm, I'm going to find out where the, the factory is and just break in and start a... <laughs> Start That's a, a much more. As a, as a <laughs> well, think dealer. about it. If he broke in, literally broke in, stole the croquettes, got arrested, went to jail for like six years, mm. it's still quicker. You can still taste the Kiwami croquettes quicker than actually waiting legally. I'm not advocating <laughs> turning into a criminal to get some croquette. I'm just saying it would be yeah. quicker, and this is it ridiculous. Would. 
honestly. Uh, we'll be back <laughs> with the fax machine, guys, and your stories, questions, and comments in just a moment. I'm really hungry. I want a croquet. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stressors. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realise that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension, so you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. And we're back with the fax machine. What have we got this week from our listeners, Mr. Dawson? We got a message from... Uh, we got a message from Nicholas. Hello, Nicholas. Hello, Perennial Pete and Coniferous Pete. Uh, no. Hello, Perennial Pete and Coniferous Chris. Uh, my name is Nicholas from Albuquerque, New Mexico, USA. I listen to your podcast while I'm volunteering at City's Japanese Garden, which is built in honour of Albuquerque's sister city of Sasebo. Uh, my question is, what are your, some of your favourite green spaces that you've come across in your travels across the many prefectures of Japan? All the best, Nicholas. I mean, all that Nicholas's email, giving me from Albuquerque, it's just reminded me I need to watch the next episode of Better Call Saul. I don't know anything about yes. Albuquerque. I know it's in that really annoying song, The King of Rock uh, and Roll from the 80s. Albuquerque, you know which one I mean. that one. Hot Dog Jumping Frog. Uh, oh, I don't know right, why yeah. that. That's a British band. I don't know why they're singing about Albuquerque of all places. Yeah. It's very bizarre. Silly song. And, I, Silly. and also, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. So my image of Albuquerque is a place of, of like evil and crime, but I'm sure it's lovely. Um, yeah. 
just like the gods of Japan. My mm. advice is, uh, I mean, garden, Japanese garden. The nearest one to me that I like is by uh, Matsushima Bay. I've forgotten the name of it, but if you look mm. at the 10 things to do in Sendai video I did with Ryotaro, mm. we went to the garden in that video, um, and I'm going to look it up now while Pete tells mm. you his favourite place I like it, come on, Yogi Park, baby, because people drink uh, one cup sake in the dark <laughs> at night. That they do, that they do. <laughs> uh, I was actually in uh, Shinjuku Park with Connor yesterday. It was very romantic. Oh, that's, that's, that's quite an interesting little park, isn't it? That's the one that where that yeah. man let all the English people in because he was scared of speaking English. It is, yes. Yeah. That was. I love that story. Well, the, the, a Japanese guy working at Shinjuku Park... Uh, was so scared by foreigners that he mm. didn't charge them the 500 yen entry fee. And they reckon that he lost the park something insane, like $100,000 of revenue. Uh, unfortunately, he wasn't there. I did have to pay my 500 yen. It was a costly affair. But Shinjuku, Shinjuku Park is stunning. Like, it's it's a bit more curated than Yoyogi Park, which you can go yeah. for free. Yoyogi yeah. Park's more dynamic. There's, like, kids dancing around and doing backflips. And rolling around on the floor, spotless, uh, spotless. Shinjuku Park because it's like, yeah, yeah. Because there's like, there's like, like, people go there to for the hanami and stuff. Is it? Is there still um, blossoms on the trees, etc.? Oh, they've long since gone. Long since All gone. gone. But All the, gone. the nice thing about Shinjuku Park is you can see that shitty piece of crap um, tower <laughs> that's uh, a copy of the Empire State. Where they just went, yeah, oh, let's just do the Empire State, shall we? Dokomo Tower. We had, yeah. we actually had it in the back. We Connor and I filmed a video opening in the park, and we had that in the background in between us <laughs> that we shot yesterday. So you can check that. Uh, out. Uh, but yeah, Shinjuki Park's really nice. I prefer yeah. it to your to uh, Yoyogi Park as well. Me too. And the place I'm talking about, if you ever come up to Sendai or around this neck of the woods, there's a place called the Ensuin Ensuin Temple, and it's All got right. a really nice curated Kyoto style garden. <laughs> Highly recommend that. As for Kyoto. Uh, where's good? Ruwanji, the rock garden, kind of nice there. Go there, that's good. Got one here from Grant. Grant says, hello, candid Chris. And Perky Pete, I'm Grant from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I plan on trying to take my first trip to Japan next year and plan to spend two weeks exploring some of the more remote and out-of-the-way places in Hokkaido. While I noticed it's possible to get trains out to this area, they are fairly infrequent. Uh, My question is... Are they reliable, and should I put my trip's fate in the hands of smaller railways? What do you think about the best way to explore Hokkaido? Uh, is for you guys, uh, for American listeners, considering some of us may be hesitant to get an international license due to the fact that you drive on the opposite side of the road. Have a great podcast, all the best guys, Grant from Pennsylvania. Yeah, I didn't think about that. How if mm. you're from America, you drive on the wrong side of the road? Because definitely the wrong side. <laughs> so it would be a little bit more daunting. But what I will say is Hokkaido is the perfect road trip prefecture. Like, yeah. if you're going to have a road trip anywhere in Japan, it's got to be Hokkaido. There are trains, it's pretty well, pretty well connected, and they are very reliable, but they are quite infrequent. And uh, they don't go to a lot of the cool places that you'll probably want to go. So I would say, 100%, try and get an international driver's licence. Don't worry, I think it, you'll find, after a day or two, it's not as terrifying as you think, driving on the other mm. side of the road. Have you ever done it, Pete? Have you ever driven on the other side of the road, given you've only started driving about a year ago now? 
deliberately or non-deliberately? <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> oh dear God. Oh dear God. Um, no, I never have. And to be honest, when I was over, um, I was over in Europe over the weekend, I was like, yeah, I don't want to drive on the other side of the road. It's confusing. I could probably do it in America, I think, because... Um, not in cities, like across interstates and stuff. It just seems a bit like obviously yeah. you're not driving on any side of the road, really. But um, it seems a bit more manageable. You've got a bit more room. But um, in Europe, you're just like, there's so many cars going around. They're going really quick. It doesn't <laughs> be any lanes. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I remember I, I was in France and I drove around there for a few weeks. Then I came back to the UK and I was driving down the road at night and there was loads of people outside this pub having a drink. And all of a sudden, they started like drunkenly waving at me and doing all these hand gestures. And I was like, "I was like, fuck you!" And I remember, like, you know, I put my finger up at them and like waved at them <laughs> angrily. And then I realised I was on the wrong side of the road, and I had been for like five uh, minutes. And right. luckily, it was like eleven p.m. and there was no one around. But I was like, yeah. "Oh shit!" Not only have I driven yeah. on the wrong side of the road, I've insulted <laughs> and terrorised the kindly pub folk. Uh, oh, I've of, I've of I've done that a few times where you I've been driving down the wrong side of the road, uh, or I've been driving the wrong way up a, a one way way street, and someone's been waving at me. I'm like, what fucking waving at me? Fucking... <laughs> what, are you t- what are you waving your arms about? Uh, same with when I had my entire car boot uh, up, like oh, I God. just open, and uh, a woman was trying to do the international single for your car boots open by just doing like a big shark's fin wave. I don't I couldn't what? figure out what she was doing. I was like, what do you, what do you mean? What do you bloody mean? <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, I, I still think, despite the horrors that Pete and I have just listed off and all the things that could go wrong, I still yeah. think it's worth getting an international driver's licence to uh, to drive around Hokkaido. Uh, yeah. As I'm coming back next week, do you want me to bring you anything, Pete? I didn't oh. didn't ask last time. Like, Do you want me to bring you anything? Of, don't maybe bring you a bloody rice cooker or something stupid <laughs> like no, you're going just, to inevitably I'm saying, demand. I'm just saying so, that there are... Uh, I, so you're, I mean, it's just... How long could a freezer bag keep a particular item called? That's well, all not I'm long, saying. Not long enough. Not on a 15-hour flight. There is this... Uh, there's this... Um, Oh, what do you bloody call it? Coolish just started doing collaborations with oh, like, a, f- like a like a some kind of like not dessert. It's, it's kind of like a it's like a croissant covered ball of Coolish, which I'm fascinated I... by. Maybe I... right, Chris, you could find one of those <sighs> uh, Mitsuo cider uh, Coolishes, and then I could just refreeze that because there's no cream in it, so it won't spoil. Hmm. It'll just be like a kind of uh, it's like a sorbet, isn't it? Find me one of those sorbet Coolishes. The non-cream ones. Get it in a bag. I'm there. <laughs> and I can enjoy at least the image of me eating a Coolish at the podcast festival. <laughs> it would almost be worth it just to see the look on the security man's face when they're like, sorry, yeah. can you look at your bag again? Why the fuck is there Pretend a massive Coolish in there? A, uh, uh, what does, is it one of those stormers? It's like a bag that, you uh, obviously, people who have their stomach removed, they have like a special bag right. to... To, to either administer food or, or take out food, obviously. Uh, just say it's that. <laughs> just just oh. put a little straw connecting to your little belly button and go, it's one of them. <laughs> In the, with a Coolish design on. It's yes, going to raise a few exactly. eyebrows. Yeah. Just, is, there anything I could, is there anything I could conceivably bring back and sell and make money? Oh, like the podcast what do we event? need at the moment? Uh, what are we... Uh, petrol? Um, <laughs> North Sea gas? Got any of that? Kicking around? <laughs> I can see what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I don't know what I've got. I've got to get something though. I always bring back yeah. Kit Kats, but I want to th- I want to think outside the box. I want to do something 
good I'll this time. Cat box. Well, look, Tenga. You, by the Tenga. time people, by the time people hear this, uh, they 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 will. Um, you you'll still have a couple of days to to to, mm. to hunt and gather. Uh, so why don't you? Uh, why don't people get in touch? Podcast at gmail dot com. Good thinking. And we'll have a look. Thank you. See, I do one of those videos. What can I buy for 10,000 yen at Don Quixote? Let's find out. <laughs> I'll do that. Content ideas. Keep the stories, yeah. questions, comments coming in, guys, to Abroad in Japan Podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back later in the week before I go back to the UK. One more time, right back here on the Abroad in Japan Podcast. Hope to see you then. But for now, guys, have a great week and uh, just just take care. Eat all yeah. the coolish. Have fun. Take care Love yourselves. Yeah. Love you. Nice, isn't it? <laughs> End of a nice day. Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.